Welcome to All The Things with Sarah Jean. This podcast is for you if you're ready to start living the life your soul came here to live, awaken your truth, inner power, unlimited potential, and magic, claim your desires, and intentionally manifest your dream life. The wisdom, tools, perspectives, and inner work I bring forth here are the exact ones that I use to go from being a chronically anxious, mood-swingy, reactive, unfulfilled, validation-seeking person who was numbing her life through binge and emotional eating, Netflix, and social media, and was staying small, living based on other people's terms, to a woman who owns, claims, and feels my worth, enoughness, and inner power. I'm now embodied in inner peace. I choose to walk with fear as I take risks and move toward my dreams and am manifesting and creating the wildly magical, expansive, and fulfilling life, business, and relationship my soul came to this earth to experience. Now, this is not to say that I'm perfect. I wholeheartedly believe that we're all on a journey of evolution, healing, and growth over our entire lifetime meaning there's no end game for this work and uncovering our highest potentials. There's always another level. I absolutely still face moments of doubt, anxiety, stress, sadness, and overwhelm in every human emotion on the spectrum. I just don't let them drive and run my reality anymore. My goal with this show is to let you in on the highs, lows, and in-betweens of every area of my life and how I flow through all the things with the devotion to creating and having my absolute best human adventure. Throughout this episode, I'm inviting you to take what feels like a yes to your soul and give yourself permission to let the rest go. The thoughts, opinions, and perspectives I share here have been uncovered in my life through my own experiences as a white, privileged, straight, able-bodied woman with all five senses. And currently, I do have a partner, but we do not have children yet. While these things influence my experiences and perspectives, I fully believe that every human on the planet has the ability to unlock their truth and highest potential, create inner peace, expansion, and joy, and manifest the lives their souls desire and came here for. If I ever say anything harmful or offensive and you feel called to reach out about it, please do, as I'm open to doing better and appreciate your feedback. And I speak on the show the way that I coach my clients. I'll never say, ask, present, or question anything here that I wouldn't to them. With that, know that my clients pay me to be real with them to shine light on the things they aren't seeing or don't want to look at so they can release and begin to heal what's really holding them back, leading to rapid evolution and transformation. I am so beyond happy to have you here and I'm extremely grateful that I get to do this life by your side. Let's go to the show. Hello, magical souls. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to start something new, but also not new. If you were a listener of my last show, Her Vibe is Pretty, We did this almost every episode, and that is starting the show with sharing something that I am feeling vibey about from my personal life. So today, what that is, is our upcoming trip to Puerto Rico. If you are listening to this in real time, Zach and I are getting on a plane Friday morning, and we are flying to Puerto Rico We're going to fly into the main city, but then we're going to take off and go to an island that's right off of Puerto Rico that apparently has some of the best beaches in the entire world. And we have the cutest, vibiest little Airbnb that overlooks the water. So I am really, really excited to go spend eight days with the love of my life and presence, being, playing, frolicking, adventuring, exploring, and having that be in the sunshine, because most of you know, I live in 
Michigan. I mean, a very long, cold, cloudy winter. So my soul and my heart is just so, so excited to go be in the sunshine for over a week. So that is what I'm feeling vibey about today. Let's dive into today's topic, which is one that has been so active in my life as of lately. And the pieces of wisdom I'm going to share here are really newer pieces of wisdom that I've really been upgrading to embodying and uncovering over the last couple of months. And this is the idea of being okay with disappointing people. (laughs) Gasp, right? Because we are taught from a young age, don't disappoint people. Be nice to everybody. Put others first. Make other people happy. And so the idea of being okay with disappointing somebody might feel a bit scary and might feel a bit stretchy, but it is so important. And that's what we're going to dive into in today's episode. So the reason why this has been coming up in my life lately is because 2023 is a year of boundaries for me. Boundaries are something that I'm really focusing on over the next year. And it's not like I didn't have boundaries before I did. However, following through with them, like anybody can set boundaries, right? But to follow through with those boundaries is a completely different story. So something that I've been working on in my life is actually following through with the boundaries that I set. And as I'm doing this, what I'm realizing is that there are moments where I'm disappointing other people because of the boundaries that I set, or at least potentially disappointing people with the boundaries I set. And we're going to get into this a little bit later, but what I've noticed is that when I follow through with a boundary and somebody does share with me that they're disappointed in the boundary that I set, it instantly makes me rethink the boundary. And all these thoughts start coming up of, should I be more lenient? Should I change the boundary? Should I do something different? The answer is no. I set the boundary in the first place because it felt like a yes in my body. It felt like a yes to my peace, to my happiness. And that's why I did it, right? My soul is calling me to set that boundary. The part of me that second guesses, should I be setting this boundary? Should I change something so that this person is happy? Is that people pleasing part of me that's so afraid of disappointing others and that would rather make other people happy than protect my inner peace or really create my inner peace. So I want to dive into first the, in my opinion, the two reasons why I feel like we are so, so afraid of disappointing others. Like when it comes to the idea of disappointing somebody else or making somebody else upset, why are we so viscerally subconsciously afraid of this? The first reason I believe that we're so afraid of this is because one of our biggest childhood wounds is disappointment. I'm sure that if you just thought about it right now for a couple of seconds, you could look back on your childhood and point to times where you felt really disappointed. And that hurt. That was not fun. That hurt. It was so sad. And as children, it's really, really hard for us to hold disappointment. And being disappointed as children is intermingled with a lot of different other wounding. It's intermingled with 
not feeling loved, not feeling worthy, not feeling like we're enough. It's wrapped up in so many limiting beliefs and and so much wounding and trauma. And so disappointment being one of our biggest childhood wounds makes it so that later on in life, until we, you know, go back and we do inner child work and do subconscious shifting and rewiring, we live these lives where A, we're afraid of being disappointed ourselves and B, we're afraid of disappointing others. And both of those things keep us so stagnant, keep us so stuck, and they hinder us from creating our dream lives, which again, we'll go into in a bit. So I believe that's the first reason is because our, one of our biggest childhood wounds and think about triggers. And I teach on triggers quite a bit. People's words, people's actions are salt on the wounds and that, that we hold and subconsciously we know that. So knowing that we have this big wound of being disappointed, we assume that everybody else does as well. And so we tiptoe around our actions and what we say so that our actions and our words aren't salt on somebody else's wound, which how beautiful of us, right? We're all such heart-led humans that want other people to be happy and feel joyful. And that's great. And there's validity in us saying yes to our lives, which we'll get into in a moment. So the second reason that I believe we're so afraid of disappointing people is because our minds so badly want everybody to like us, want everybody to love us, want everybody to see us in this beautiful light. And so of course, with that subconscious, I want everybody to like me attitude, we'll do anything we can to keep that narrative going, which is so stressful. So let's talk about, cause again, obviously there's a part of this that's like, wow, how, how beautiful of us, how loving of us, how caring of us, how heart led of us that we want everybody else to be so happy and, you know, to love everything about the dynamics between us and them. However, when we are so afraid of disappointing other people, this results in us living lives where we're constantly putting other people's feelings, other people's desires, requests, asks before ours, which results in us feeling anxious, stressed, depleted, unfulfilled, et cetera, et cetera. So when we are living these lives where we're just trying to dodge disappointing others, what that actually means is that we're putting other people first. It's like that, again, people-pleasing kind of tendency. And this ends up leading to a lot of really contracting feelings in our bodies. You have to become the person who is willing to potentially disappoint other people in order to create and live your dream life. If you are here listening, there's a chance that you are here because you desire to create a life that's dreamy AF or even beyond your wildest dreams. If you are here listening, chances are you have a dream, you have a vision, or you know deep down that there's something more for you to create in this lifetime, to experience in this lifetime. And in order to bring that to fruition, you have to be the kind of person that's willing to disappoint other people. 
I'm going to start by giving you some examples of this in my life. So one of my dreams, well, actually let's start just talking about what I wanted coming out of college. I graduated from college with a bachelor's in marketing. And when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have a vision, but what I did know is that it did not feel like a yes for me to jump right into corporate life and get a nine to five job in marketing. That felt like a no in my body. It did not feel exciting. It did not feel fulfilling. It just felt horrible. So I didn't do it. I graduated from college and I decided to move to Spain and teach English. So me moving to Spain to teach English was me choosing to follow my bliss, to follow my happiness, to follow my excitement. And in doing that, I disappointed some people. And my parents never actually, you know, said this to me. And I I know that there was definitely a part of my parents who supported me in this and, you know, like, like loved it for me. And I'm sure that there was a part of them that was a little worried, a little disappointed because I had just spent four years going hard in college, getting the internships, getting the good grades. And then I graduated with this degree and, you know, in society these days, it's like, what's next as you go jump right into a job. And I didn't do that. So in order to follow my bliss, my dreams, my desires of going back to Europe and traveling even more, I had to disappoint people even after Europe. When I came home and I decided to be an entrepreneur, again, instead of going to corporate and get a marketing job from my degree, disappointed people, definitely worried my parents a bit and maybe some other people as well. And again, I want to be honest with the truth that nobody ever told me I'm disappointed in you. It was just kind of this energy. It was kind of this underlying vibration underneath the concerns that were expressed from other people to me at the time. So I realized coming home from Europe that I had this dream of being an entrepreneur. I have this dream of, at the time it was health coaching. I have this dream of making the world a healthier, happier place by teaching people what's actually true about our bodies and what we're consuming. Cause you guys probably know this, that I started my business in health coaching. My first certification is as an integrative nutrition health coach. So in order for me to follow my dream of being an entrepreneur, I had to disappoint people because what my parents and, and my grandparents and other people expected from me was to go use that degree and that good GPA to get a good job and get a solid steady paycheck. And I didn't do it. Last year, if you're newer here, um, last year, so a year ago, I, well, let's see, a little over a year ago, I chose to move to Lisbon for the winter, Lisbon, Portugal by myself. So Zach and I were still in a relationship. So I, I didn't leave the relationship. We stayed in the relationship, but we made it long distance for a few months while I spent the winter in Lisbon and me making that decision to move to Lisbon for the winter definitely disappointed some people. I'm sure it disappointed. And again, those weren't the words, but you guys know, like somebody doesn't need to straight up say I'm disappointed in you to feel that energy. Some disappointment from Zach, from my parents, from 
other family, from family friends. I okay, I did hear a little bit about this, like people's concerns and worries, like peers and acquaintances. So I desired to travel the world to be a digital nomad. That was my dream. That was my desire. That was my dream life. It still is. And I followed that and it disappointed people. Now, if I was at the time so afraid of disappointing others, I would have stayed home. I would have not followed my dreams. I would have not followed that happiness, that bliss. And who knows what would have happened next? Because in my opinion, when we don't follow our dreams and our desires, we end up feeling very unfulfilled, very unsatisfied. And a lot of bad can actually come from that. And more recently, so like I said, this wisdom that I'm pulling through is really like a culmination of what's been coming up for me over the past couple of months, because I'm really, really diving into these topics. So as of recently, I created some new boundaries around my time and my energy in my business and in my personal life. And not only have I created new boundaries in my business and personal life, but I'm actually following through with them. So in my dream life, I'm serving thousands of humans. And in order to be the coach and the CEO who does that, I need mad boundaries around my time and energy that are going to disappoint some people. So as of lately, again, I've seen it happening. I've been following through with these boundaries in my business and in my life. And in turn, there are some people that are disappointed. But in order to create that dream life, that dream reality of serving thousands of people, of having thousands of humans amongst my courses and my portal every single portals every single year, I need to be okay with disappointing people because I have to set those boundaries to protect myself, my time and my energy in order to be able to serve thousands and planning my wedding. That's one that's coming up recently too in planning my wedding and creating the guest list in making choices for how we're going to do our wedding and our ceremony and where it's going to be the location there's some disappointment involved. There's going to be some disappointing other people. There already have been, and there will be in the future. And again, in order for me to, and me and Zach, because it's both of us, in order for us to have the wedding of our dreams, to have a day that feels just so memorable and so lovely and so blissful and like so much joy and happiness for us, we need to make the choices that feel like a yes for us. And again, that's going to disappoint some people, but we've got to be okay with that in order to make our dream wedding a reality. So those are some examples from my life. I want to start to bring in some ideas that you can sit with in yours. Now you might resonate with some of them that I just said, but in order to create your dream life, you're going to have to do courageous things that are going to disappoint people. So, and I, I'm, I'm really going in here because of the statement I made earlier. That's like, in order to live your dream life, you have to be okay with disappointing people. And I can see how somebody would disagree, but I want to give you some context for this. In order to create your dream life, you might have to quit the job. You might have to leave the relationship. You are probably going to have to say no to people 
to things, to opportunities. You're going to have to set and follow through with boundaries that protect your time, that protect your energy, that protect your mental health and your sanity. You're going to have to raise your prices. You're going to have to make the move. You're going to have to make the, have to make the decisions that feel like a yes to you, but not to somebody else. Now, obviously you're not going to have to do all of these things, right? These are just some ideas, but I'm sure that you can see now why it's so important to be okay with disappointing people in order to bring your dream life to reality. Because if you dodge disappointing people for the rest of your life, you're going to stay stuck where you're at right now and nothing is going to change. And so a couple of things that I want you to consider as you're starting to lean into this is in this really, these two things have really, really, really helped me become okay with being the person who disappoints people is first and foremost, just because somebody is disappointed in you or in a choice that you make or something that you say doesn't mean that they don't love you. I'm going to say that again, just because somebody's disappointed by you or by something you did or something you said does not mean that they don't love you. And I want to prove this to your mind by kind of flipping the roles here. Have you ever been disappointed by somebody, but it doesn't change your deep love for them? I want you to think of somebody in your life who did something that disappointed you at some point in time. Maybe it was something big. Maybe it was something small. When's the last time that somebody did something that was, and and maybe disappointing is too strong of a word, but it kind of bummed you out. It kind of upset you a bit. Does that change the fact that you love that person? Probably not. I can think of family, friends who have did things, said things that disappointed me in the past, but it didn't change my love for them. I love them anyway. It didn't change the relationship that I had with them. Why? Because lo and behold, y'all, adults can handle disappointment. So going back to what I was saying earlier about how disappointment is our biggest childhood wound. Yes, as children, it was really hard for us to handle disappointment and we couldn't. And we developed all these protectors to try to not feel the disappointment that was present in our lives. But we are adults now. We can handle disappointment. As kids, we couldn't rationalize. We couldn't think for ourselves. We couldn't understand why things were happening or what was going on. But as adults, we can. We can handle disappointment. So that is why when somebody does something that's a little disappointing to you, you still love them just the same because you can handle that disappointment now. So give the humans on the other side, on the flip side of the choices you're making or what you're saying that could potentially disappoint them some more credit. Just because you're disappointing them doesn't mean that they're not gonna love you anymore or even that they're not gonna like you anymore. They'll they'll be able to hold that disappointment and they'll get over it. And actually by you making the decision that's in alignment with your highest self and your highest life, And following through with that, even though you know that means disappointing them, it might actually end up inspiring them. I was talking about this on my Instagram stories the other day, but it's it's like when we set boundaries, it can be really energetically sticky. It can feel scary 
And when we set a boundary and we follow through with it, we give other people permission to do the same in their life. So they might feel taken aback or surprised by our boundary at first, but chances are, if not immediately, eventually they will remember you following through with that boundary and it will give them permission to do the same in their life, which how beautiful, like, so here for normalizing boundary setting and following through with our boundaries, because the world is going to be such a more peaceful, happy, and fulfilled place once we make that the norm. Because right now, in my opinion, as of today, the norm is still put other people's first, put other people first, consider other people's feelings before your own. And now I will say that I do believe that there are those nuances. There are those, you know, times and places where that's appropriate, but I'd say we just do it way too much as a society. And it leads to a lot of anxiety and stress and just feeling depleted and unfulfilled. So again, remember that just because you disappoint somebody doesn't mean it doesn't automatically mean that they're not going to love you, that they're not going to like you, that they're going to be upset with you. And if they are, so if you set a boundary or you make a choice that's in alignment with you and your life, and not only are they just disappointed for a hot second, but they actually get upset with you and they actually do end up making it mean something about your relationship or your friendship and it creates damage in the relationship because of it. I want you to remember that that has more to do with them than it does you. So I saw this quote um, on Instagram and I'm going to read it to you guys. So it says, if someone is trying to set a healthy boundary to protect their mental health and your first reaction is to become aggressive or react negatively, the problem is with you, not with the boundary. I hope it helps someone as much as it helped me. And the mind supply is the, the, the account that created this. It's not their quote, but they're the one who created this reel. So this is obviously directed at the person, but I'm going to say that again. If someone is trying to set a healthy boundary to protect their mental health and your first reaction is to become aggressive or react negatively, the problem is with you, not with the boundary. So it's kind of what I'm, I always say about how it had, like if somebody's really upset So if that person is acting aggressive or really negatively towards something that you are doing that feels like a yes for you and your soul, that has more to do with them than it does with you and your decision or your boundary, just point blank. So, and and obviously that real, that quote was more directed at like us, right? Talking to a person directly, like if you're the one getting upset, realize it has more to do with you than than with the boundary with the person. And we do get to consider that as well. Like if somebody sets a boundary with us or if somebody makes a decision that's in alignment with their highest self, how do we react? Because how we, or or do we react or do we respond? How do we flow through that disappointment ourselves? We're, so I'm recording this, um, before we dive into unleashed, but by the time this is announced or by the time this podcast episode drops, we'll have already done, or we'll be doing day three of Unleashed. So obviously the replays are available for two weeks. You can always still join. I'll leave the link in the show notes for that, but we're going to talk about this even more in Unleashed. So again, by the time that you hear this, we probably already have, but this comes back to us going first. Us saying yes to this work first is what's actually going to change the world. So when we say yes to 
And oh my gosh, I mean, this opens a can of worms that I don't really want to get into right now, but I've been thinking about all the ways in which I have changed how I respond and how I support people and how I, I, I hold people when they're making decisions that are in alignment with them that kind of throw me off at first, because I know that I can help the world change by going first by like, okay, let's say that Zach creates a boundary or he does something that feels, you know what, actually there is something that's happening right now in his career. And I'm not going to get into too many details because this is not my thing to share, but there's something, there's this option that he has in his career that the choice that he's making isn't necessarily the one that I think is best. However, I am choosing to support him in the decision that feels like a yes for him. Because I know that as I do that, or like even with my sister or my mom, friends, family, when they make decisions that are a yes for them that I don't necessarily agree with, I'm doing my best to, if it disappoints me at first or kind of throws me at first, I work through that on my own. And then I come back with nothing but support and love for them because they know what's best for them. We all only know what's best for us. Nobody else does. So, okay. I got a little off there. (laughs) I could probably go down that rabbit hole for a while, but it's important to remember that just because you're disappointing somebody does not mean automatically anything about your relationship with them. It does not mean that they don't love you. It does not mean that they don't like you anymore. It does not mean that anything's going to change. And if it does, it means more about them than it does you. And it's probably best that that relationship turn into what it turns into, or maybe that relationship comes to an end because of it. All right. So that's the first thing that I want you to consider as you're starting to lean into this. And the second, and this goes hand in hand with what I was just speaking on is if somebody is disappointed because of something you did or didn't do, I want you to ask yourself the question, what am I making it mean about me? So I'm going to just give you some context from my life to hopefully make this make sense. When I first started following through with boundaries in my business, there was a part of my mind that made it mean that people were going to think that I'm a bad coach, I'm a bad mentor, and they were going to want out of their containers with me. When I started making it known. So I remember it was actually recently, a couple months ago, um, a past private client reached out and she wanted to come back for more private coaching and my boundaries had changed. And I knew that I was, I'm in this realm now of actually following through with the boundaries I set. And so before I shared with her and I, I made it clear what my new boundaries are before she said yes to another round of private coaching. And before sharing, I heard this little voice come up saying, she's not going to want to do private coaching with you again because of this new boundary, because you're following through with this. So I was making this new boundary mean that people weren't going to want to work with me, that people in my current containers were going to be so upset with me following through with my boundaries that they were going to want to quit. They were going to want to get out of their containers with me. And that is not true. I want you to really start to pay attention to the stories you're telling yourself about whatever it is that you think is going to disappoint another person, because they're just that they're stories. 
So I was making it mean that I'm a bad mentor, that people were going to want other containers, that people weren't going to sign out with me because of my boundaries. And guess what? Not true. When I communicated my new boundaries and followed through with them in my current containers, everybody respected them. There were a couple of clients who had questions who, you know, were maybe a little thrown at first and we got through it. I got to hold space for them to feel all their big feels and stay true to my boundaries. And it ended up being a beautiful creation. And because of those boundaries that I've created in my business, I can show up from more of my highest self for all of them. Because at the end of the day, the boundaries you set, the boundaries we set, the boundaries and decisions that we make that are in, our alignment, are in alignment with our highest selves is because they're in alignment with our highest selves. So we know that we can be a better version of us as we follow through, as we say yes to the things that feel good for us. And then in turn, we can be an even better human for the people that we love and care about. So another example of this is I noticed that with Zach, my fiance, Whenever I feel an energy of him being upset or disappointed in something that I did or didn't do or said or didn't say, I used to make it mean, and it's like humorous saying this out loud, I used to make it mean that he was going to break up with me. You guys, something just happened like a month and a half ago where I could feel this energy of disappointment from him. And I started to hear this story that, oh no, he thinks that I'm a bad fiance. He thinks I'm going to be a bad wife. He wants, he's going to want to end this relationship. Maybe he's reconsidering it. All of that is so bogus. I mean, he doesn't even know that those thoughts I should tell him. He would laugh. He'd be like, dude, are you kidding? There's no way that he was thinking any of that in that moment but it's just a sneaky little story that my subconscious mind likes to tell because my subconscious mind is such, it has such people pleasing tendencies and is so afraid of people being disappointed in me. So it's like when you are disappointing somebody or when you're doing something or saying something that you feel "Mm, this might upset so-and-so, or this might disappoint my mom or my dad or my partner or my kids or my clients or my coworkers, or my boss drop into what stories you're telling about that. Because the stories are usually just that, they're stories. So what are you making it mean about you? And is that an ultimate truth? So the last piece I'm going to leave you with on this, as you start to lean into this, is I'm going to give you a question that I want you to start asking yourself moving forward. And this question is one that really, in It's a, it's a, what's the word? Complex question. I don't know if it's not complex is not the word I want to say. It's a deep question because there's no answer. However, this question has totally changed the game for me when it comes to being okay with disappointing others, when it comes to becoming the woman who is okay with disappointing people. If that means that I'm living more in alignment with the life, my soul came here to live. And that question is how can I hold the energy of somebody being disappointed by me? How can I just hold it and just be in it? 
I want you to write that down. If you're really resonating with this episode, write that down somewhere. How can I hold the energy of somebody being disappointed by me? So again, there is no answer to this. It's just that every time you feel that somebody's disappointed by you or by something you did or said, you get to ask yourself this question. How can I just simply hold this? Why is this important? Because going back to what I was sharing about when I would set boundaries or start to follow through with boundaries, the pushback on boundaries from people made me question my boundaries. So if you are, if you set a boundary and you follow through with the boundary and as you follow through with the boundary, you can tell somebody's disappointed in you. What's your first reaction going to be to change your boundary to say, never mind. Okay. Never mind. I'll take back the boundary. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll just make, make an exception for you. I'll change the boundary. I'll do something differently next time. It's going to be to like in, in the, not even with just with boundaries, but with disappointment in general, if somebody's disappointed because like, let's say that your partner is disappointed because you haven't cleaned the house in a few days. But the reason that you haven't cleaned the house in a few days is because you've been freaking busy. You've been busy building your dreams and running your business or, you know, working and being a, whatever, a mom, a sister, a friend, all the, the, a, a dad, a partner, like all the things that you are because you're so many things in this lifetime. And so you fell behind a bit in the housework. Our first reaction when we know somebody's upset or disappointed with us is to react, is to say sorry, is to feel guilty, is to change something about us, is to change the boundary or make an exception or work super hard to make up for not cleaning the house, which is going to exhaust us even more. When we feel that energy of disappointment, we we want to overcompensate. That's the word that I'm looking for. We want to overcompensate. We want to change something, which is not the answer because overcompensating or changing our boundary because somebody else is disappointed in us is not going to feel in alignment with our soul is not going to feel good for us. So what do we do instead? We hold their disappointment in us. And again, there's no like how to, I will say that this really goes into learning how to feel your feels, learning how to sit in discomfort, learning how to hold your emotions, breathe through them, move with them, breathe through them, learning how to feel in order to heal, which are all pieces that we're going to go into in my future containers, the confident and courageous creatrix 2.0, and also the Fem awakening. So if this is something that you're really wanting to work on, join one of those containers or both, because you'll feel so much more confident about holding the disappointment and holding these uncomfortable emotions after going through those portals. But it's really just about asking yourself that question. How can I hold this energy? How can I hold them being disappointed in me without having to explain myself, without overcompensating, without changing my boundaries, without reacting, without trying to prove a point? How can I just simply hold it? And again, this might be super annoying for you guys because I'm not going to give you the actual answer because there is not one. It's going to look different for everybody. But to give you some more context, when I've had clients who I felt there was this underlying energy of disappointment, I asked myself this question, how can I hold it? And that I did. I held space. I, I do hold space for their big feelings, for their emotions. I validate them in everything that they're feeling because what they're feeling is valid. And I stay true to my boundaries. 
I stay true to what's a yes for me. With my partner, same thing. If there's ever a vibe of disappointment or upset, I hold space for that. I see him in that. I validate that because it is valid. The way that he is feeling is so valid. And what I'm choosing for myself in my life that feels good for me, there's no changing that. Like it is what it is. So how can I just hold the energy of somebody being disappointed by me? Now, this also doesn't mean like, like building it up in your body and holding on to it to the point where you feel heavy. It's just simply like holding it, being okay with it. So it's like being okay with the discomfort from somebody feeling disappointed in you and learning how to, again, just like be okay with that. And there's no how to, it's just truly like an energetic transmission that you're going to uncover as you dive deeper and deeper into this work. And as you start asking yourself this question. So that is our conversation for today. I hope that this was powerful for you. And I want to say it one more time before we wrap up in order to build, create, and manifest your dream life. You have to become the kind of person who is willing to potentially disappoint people. There is no other way around it. So if this is still feeling sticky for you, if you understand what I'm saying, but you're like, oh my God, how could I ever? Again, come join me in one or both of the courses that I'm about to open doors to. While you are listening to this in real time, there's a chance that the Confident and Courageous Creatrix 2.0 doors are already open. And then the Femme Awakening doors will be open in about a month and a half. And both of these containers will help you become this person. If you're confused on what one to join, obviously I recommend joining both of them. They both go hand in hand together. And there is a bundle deal where you can do that, where you can get the courses cheaper for joining both. But if you're feeling like you only want to join one, DM me, share with me what you're moving through, what's active for you in your life right now and what you desire. And I'll help you make that decision on what one would be best for you to join right now. You can also tap into the vibe of them by looking at my Instagram stories. I have highlights for both of these containers on my pages, but in both of them and actually every single container I do, we dive deep into feeling to heal, into getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And I would love, love, love to hold you in this space as you become this woman, as you become this person. All right. I would love to hear what landed for you most in this episode. So feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook. Let's chat. I love you. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you next week on all the things with Sarah Jean. And that concludes today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are listening before May 1st of 2023, be sure to leave a rating and a review to be entered into a giveaway for a grand prize of an entire whole ass course or portal with me, a very vibey journal, and also a piece of merch from my up and coming merchandise line. This giveaway is valued at over $1,300. So it's one that you don't want to miss out on. Again, leave a rating and a review below, whether you're listening on Apple podcast or Spotify, or if you're listening somewhere else, I'll give you another way to enter into this giveaway. Just DM me. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.